0: Coming up We talk about Michael Pitt's eyes <laughs> are They hard? What was it? They're bottomless pits of despair What are they? We talk about my hero and yours Richard Booker Greco. <laughs> He's not my hero, dude Not my hero
1: mm. We talk about Easternmost in quality, westernmost in flavor,
0: Ben Scully. We talk about my admiration for Thora Birch's craft.
1: <laughs> you were totally staring at her craft. We talk about uh, what do we talk about? We talk. We don't. You know we don't talk a lot. We 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 actually we listen to a lot of
0: good music. We talk with Adam Bush, Jordan Katz, and Eric Cuffs of Common Rotation, or Twenty Eight Orange Street. Or... Huh?
1: Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, uh, we also have, uh, Dan Byrne, uh, joins, uh, Common Rotation for a set. Uh, unfortunately he was having some trouble with his voice, so we didn't get a chance to talk to him about many of the myriad subjects that, uh, might be interesting to the Shaky Town public, but, uh, we do, uh, send our big thanks and, uh, hope that his voice gets better, but he did, uh, was a trooper and did a couple songs for us, and,
0: uh, uh, thank you very much, Dan Brown. So tune in to find out which strip club serves the best deli meat.
1: And that's not a euphemism. On the Shaky Town Radio Hour. The Shaky Town Radio Hour is on the air. I'm Gene George. I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. Uh, wow, this is like, we've had like some... Awesome shows the last the few guests we've had. Um, and I am no less impressed with this uh, lineup. Um, we have with us uh, in the Palatial Recording Studio uh, Common Rotation, which uh, consists of
2: Jordan Katz, Jordan Katz, and Bush.
1: Now, see, now you, you messed up the, the pattern. <laughs> <laughs> then we have to figure out. So, who are you supposed to say?
0: <laughs> I'm supposed to say. You're supposed to say
1: Adam Bush again?
0: Eric Cuffs. Huffs. Yeah. Wait, no, I think. Spelled I think with a K. Su- no, no, which I think threw me off.
1: I think you're supposed to say Adam Bush again. Then I'm supposed to say Eric Cuffs. And then Jordan's supposed is to say. Is this like Eric zip, zap, zop.
0: Yes, it is. Okay. I only played that once, so. <laughs> anyway, uh, common rotation. Hi, guys. Hey. Hello.
1: Um, Wow! Yeah, it's. Uh, I saw you guys open for uh, They Might Be Giants at the Greek a couple
0: of years back, and
1: uh, uh-huh. it was a great show.
0: Great Thanks. show. You were on tour with them. Was that your first nationwide tour?
2: I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so coast to coast, all the way around, and yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Um. And then I believe you've done some UK tours as well. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Um, was that coast to coast? <laughs> coast to coast to coast to coast. Because you could easily reach four coasts. Right. It's like the size of... <laughs> California, I think. Okay. I've never been anywhere else in the not, United it's States. Is not so. Great Britain
1: and Scotland the size of California?
0: Yeah. Can you look that up? I will. I'll do it later. Okay. okay. <laughs> Drop it in, whether our <laughs> not or not. Um, you originally all started in New York as a band? Yeah. Uh, What year was that? Uh, well, officially, because I know that there was a... 1990, because right? there's two. a different incarnation two. of the band right before it was Common Rotation. We're called 20 Orange Street. Right, and right. We changed our name
3: from a really bad name to a slightly less hard <laughs> Both hard to say and remember.
0: 20 Orange Street. 28 Orange Street. 28 Orange Street. Which
3: is always like the sign of a good name when you say it and the most common response is, what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> now it's just like,
2: oh. Good for you. Common Rotation, oh. Hmm.
0: So was this a genesis of you guys all knowing each other and like, hey, let's play, or did it form from somebody looking to form a band?
2: I, th- I think Adam and I were both looking to form a band. <laughs> That's how, how we met. Well, we had met before. Little play. League. In, yeah.
3: We were all you know Little League buddies, yeah. and then I found out that Eric had the same taste in music and I didn't, and he was the only other person in Long Island who liked the same kind of music that I did so we immediately joined forces and he was already playing guitar and playing with lots of different people and I forced my way into the band first as the drummer and then when I realized <laughs> I couldn't play drums and sing at the same time
0: uh, I yeah I, I don't know anybody who can so Collins, oh there you go. Henley
4: mm-hmm.
0: that's true
1: <laughs> okay so there are two guys two guys save yeah, on it. Alan okay. alright okay. <laughs> alright so three but that's
2: it yeah. Those are the only athlete, yeah yeah <laughs> Well did Ringo play and sing? Yes. But he doesn't really count kind of, he he didn't really sing. He's no. Kind of talking.
1: Oh. Uh, right. Yeah. Well that's but I mean I guess it keeps perfect time though, so. Maybe King
3: can't play and sing at the same time. Really? If you notice whatever you know the
4: thrill is gone. Now I'm playing guitar. <laughs> and now I'm singing. I did not.
3: And he has this great line where he says, um, oh when Lucille's singing, I just can't even talk over it. <laughs> but the truth yeah. is he can't do both at the same time. <laughs>
0: Do you remember the show Twenty One Jump Street? Do you remember <laughs> Richard Grieco as Booker? You came in as kind of a rival to Johnny Depp's handsome character, and there was a whole episode of his spinoff show Booker devoted to finding Lucille that had been stolen. And I, I feel like somebody like Tawny Cattean was. What, what what year what year was that? It would have been like.
1: 89-ish. Okay, so it was way in the middle of Mountains of Cocaine. That's why that show got made. Okay. That's the only reason I could see somebody saying, you know, we need Richard Crico in a spin-off <laughs> vehicle where he tries to find B.B. King's guitar. Right,
0: right. Well, it was just one episode. Okay. It, it wasn't like the whole series was about <laughs> okay, finding right.
1: Lucille. I, as far as I know, it could have run for right, like five right, years. Right right, right, right.
0: They should find a new vehicle for Dom DeLuise's kid. Oh, yeah. To Peter? I'm pretty sure he's directing now. I could be wrong. There's, like, a few Deloise brothers. I could be Peter's wrong. Peter's
1: the one who was on 21. Why is this 21 Jones Street Hour?
0: They're doing it again. They're making another one. What? They're making a movie. Right, oh, with a, a, <laughs> one of the Jonas. There's a couple Jonas. The this, whale? No. <laughs> um, the one that's in Super Bad. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Okay. Yeah.
1: I, I, thought, you were, I thought you were weirdly dropping the uh, plural off of Jonah's brother. That's what I thought. That's, that's exactly right. what I thought. Okay, 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 ch- no, no. <laughs> Well, what
0: does that say Jonah, about all of us? <laughs> there's Jonah Ray, the yeah, comedian. Right, but which he, I, would, I would
1: have known if he was working on... on a, 21 Jump Street, right. right. He would be, like, beside himself.
0: Right. My point just being that I, anytime anybody brings up BB King and Lucille, I have to think of that book or episode. I think Michael Bacall is writing 21 Jump Street. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. You wrote Scott Pilgrim? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he played John Fontaine in a movie once. Okay. There was like, and there wasn't there two, That's no, that's pre-Fontaine, the, the racer. It's about Fontaine, the poet, racing <laughs> okay.
3: a, a marathon run okay. through Bunker Hill.
0: Fair enough. Um, getting back to the band now. Please, really. Unless you guys want to talk about Greco more, I'll talk about the band now. We never talked about Greco. I okay. talked about Greco. Well, I was offering you guys. This is your opportunity. This is your platform. <laughs> Pass. To talk about Greco. <laughs> Pass. Um. That at was what point? Ra-
1: rather prudent of you, I think.
0: At what point did y'all uh, bring, or, or what time did you, or at what point did you find them? Jordan, Jordan was there at the yeah. beginning, but he could not never make a gig. Jordan had a band with me
2: first, and then then Adam joined later, and then Jordan couldn't make a gig. I don't know, that's <laughs> what ended up happening. So we ended up firing. They threw me out for being Jewish. Ah, mm-hmm. is that what happened? Mm-hmm. Pretty
0: much. No, why couldn't you make the gigs? Oh, Was the gigs it big- the Sabbath? Right. <laughs> yes, it's true. Pretty much. true.
3: Really? He had oh. Friday night, Yeah. Right. Judeo obligations right. yeah. Mm-hmm. that he could not break in order to rock and roll.
0: That shit
2: doesn't happen anymore, though. <laughs>
0: did Did you sell yourself for rock and roll? Yes. You pretty much <laughs> left. You have it. to think about it. <laughs> if you have to really think about it, no you get <laughs> an, or,
1: Well, if you have to think about it, you probably didn't get a very good deal.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I sl- yeah, I don't want to talk about it because I really fame and fortune. Nah, I'm not so bad. Yeah, as soon as he
3: exercised the Jewish part of him, he can no longer get a discount. <laughs> Let's not go there. All right,
1: we've had entire incredibly anti-Semitic episodes.
3: Um, I don't
2: know what
0: else to hmm. talk about. <laughs> yeah, we're done. Well, thanks, guys. No. <laughs> um, what, what was your? This was, was not twenty-eight orange though. That, that was. No. That was it, yeah. That it was, was 28 Orange Street, yeah. So once you three were all able to finally line up on a Saturday, mm-hmm. on a Sabbath, then we have common rotation. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So what brings you then from New York to Los Angeles, specifically?
3: We wanted to live in a house together, make music. And we could
0: do that in to in Los yeah. Angeles. You can actually find space to get everybody in mm-hmm. one place. So I came out here first, found the house, and then they all followed very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, that what year was that? That was two thousand
2: nine,
0: two 2001. Okay, so there was a few years of playing in New York together. So oh yeah. How did How did you find the difference when you started trying to play out here?
2: The one difference I noticed about LA is that there was a lot of like paying clubs to play. Yeah. You had to pay a club in New York. I mean, it was just as big of a music scene, but you know, club owners would give you a, you know, a Tuesday night or something for free, you know, and give give you a shot. Whereas, like here, it was like, you know, you have to buy tickets to play. at, Like all those clubs on Sunset, it was like, you know, uh you have to buy tickets that then you you then sell. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which was, you know, it was funny. Yeah. You know, see a kid <laughs> standing holding
3: the stage, at the whiskey. Right. Then immediately out online trying to sell his tickets that he couldn't sell to the people standing online for the other bands at a discounted rate to try and get his money back. Which Oops. is, yes. I think that sums up L.A. You're <laughs> headlining at the Whiskey A Go-Go, and then you're a scalper to your own show on the same night.
1: Ugh. That's worse than comedy. That's worse
3: yeah, than comedy.
1: Yeah,
0: because, I mean, when you mention pay-to-play shows and music, yeah, yeah. And, and then you, you think of bringer shows, yes. although I, I'm not quite... I don't know if I've ever quite grasped what a bringer show bringer is.
1: Bringers is almost exactly that. Okay. Except it's usually, at least you don't buy a roll of tickets that you have to then part out yourself. That's usually. what they call it in comedy? Bringer, yeah, it's a bringer. A bringer yeah, 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 yeah. You have to bring, like, if you bring 20 people, if they 20 people buy tickets, we'll book you, you know, on this showcase or whatever. Yeah. This is very similar. It seems like uh, <laughs> it's worse than comedy, though, because, you know, you know, if, if 20 people don't show up, then you just don't go on. You know, if you can't get 20 people to do it, it's, you're done. As opposed to, sure, we'll sell you, you know, tickets and off you go.
3: But then even if you bring in the 20 people, you get seven bucks for the evening, right?
1: Oh, usually you don't get paid. Yeah. No, you usually don't, you don't even get paid. Yeah. So it's, um there's a lot of working for free in comedy and there's bringers and things like that. And that's
3: what's underneath that, like Birthday Clown? How low does it go?
1: Oh, uh probably paying for open mics. Like there are a couple of places where you got to, you know, pay like the two drink minimum to get on an open mic show where you're performing in front of other comics. It's like, and the, the chances of doing anything but practicing your
3: routine is zero. Well, comics are the best audience for other comics.
1: You know, it, 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 it varies. It depends on the room and, and who's running it. I've, I've been to open mics where, where um, especially the really tight, small rooms, are, are usually really good. But there are a couple, you know, meat markets where, yeah, you just, it's, I'd rather stand around and punched in the face. You know, it's more productive. I can stand in front of a mirror and and say my jokes and get as better, as good a response and you know, <laughs> not have to deal with driving across town for it. So,
3: but wow, that's
1: brought everything down again to a country <laughs> hall. You'll
3: find that's a talent of ours. <laughs> no,
1: this is I, I I have to lay this on my doorstep.
0: <laughs> um, you mentioned um, you know, coming to LA. Well, you come to LA, you. Do the, pay pl- did you do the pay to play, or did you do the pay to plays? Did you? We found a way
2: around that. Good, we found people uh, that um, were opening a, a coffee house, uh, which is now the hotel cafe, right? And, right, and we started playing there regularly. And then they, they were trying to make it a jazz club, and then a bunch of singer songwriters convinced them to turn it into a, a folk club where we played. We've been playing there for seven years now.
0: Yeah, yeah still so regularly play from, from what I can see from your schedule. Mm-hmm. Um When's your next show? It's tomorrow night at the Asylum Theater here in town.
3: Cool. Yeah. Tomorrow night being a week and a half before, after the, <laughs>
1: before this show goes off on the air. But but with, So I can let you know you,
3: now it went great.
1: Yeah. You, that's what I heard. I heard I heard nothing but good things. Yeah,
3: we really killed.
0: I heard the cops no, we, came and had to break up Right, do It's just a profanity. Yeah.
1: you still have those archaic blue laws there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, um, so, got you got around the pay-to-play. Uh, at what point did you get the opportunity to tour? I mean, you went on tour with They Might Be Giants. How did that all end up happening? Uh, we had a gig open for them in East Meadow,
3: Long Island. Or no, it was in Westbury. Where's, uh... Uh... What was it?
2: Plainview.
3: Plainview, Long Island. We got a spot opening for them just because we used to play this club a lot, and they really liked it, and they invited us to go out on the road with them. We had already lived out here, moved out here, so they said, right. uh, we're coming to the West Coast, you should do this run with us. Okay. And then we ended up making a record with some of them together, called the Big Fear.
0: Right, right. Now, how does that work that you, I mean, you're in a good, good entertainment town already, New York. You make the move to LA, y- you beat the system as far as pay to play. You've played for these two great towns as far as music goes, and now you're actually going on tour, seeing other parts of the country. Mm-hmm. How does that end up changing your view? I mean, how, how does how does it affect that at all as far as the audiences, the towns?
3: Well, you're honing your act, right? And it gives you stuff to write about, to sing about, because you're experiencing things in different places. Right. And it, it certainly becomes addicting. You want to stay
0: on the road, you want to keep. Playing. What was your longest stretch on the road? It
2: was like a few months, two months. You know, Six weeks. Weeks. Yeah. We also realized that we didn't like playing in clubs.
0: Right. That's in how. Bars. And that's how like the living room uh, tours began. Mm-hmm. What was your? How did you first find out about that option?
2: Uh, well, we started developing a fan base, and we 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 figured. Uh, we had some strongholds in, across the country where we know we could play some really nice clubs that treated us right, that paid us, and and had uh, you know great sound systems and were a listening room, and it was just you know in those places we would play, but you know in between those places there were a lot of a lot of crap gigs that agents would get us, and you know we weren't we'd lose money and we would have no fun, and our crowd our our audiences that would come out and see us would you know we felt that we weren't able to put on a really great show so. So we just reached out, Jordan and I reached out to our fans on the, you know, sent out a newsletter who wants, you know, contact us, and who wants a, a show in their living room. I, started, think, you know. I think you were just like, we should just play in people's living rooms. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I said, I think we could do that. <laughs> yeah.
0: We can make that happen.
1: You're, like, doing the reverse of of what most bands do. They start out playing in living rooms, like, people's parties.
0: In small towns. In small towns. And then, like, one day they get to go to the city. Yeah. And then they get to play in clubs, and then they go on tour.
3: You're like, screw that. (laughs) We just want to be wherever people are going to be and wherever it'll sound nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We really like playing without the sound system, and we really like playing close to people. Right, because
2: it's a different... You show up, and every club has a sound engineer, and any sound engineers listening, but like you know, they don't know you, they've never, you know, maybe they've researched your you know the, right. your music, but they don't know the dynamics of the band, and unless you're traveling with your own sound engineer. Yeah, you know, I got everything
1: it, on the board, taped. Right, don't touch anything, right? right. <laughs> what? You know,
2: it, it's always a crapshoot as what, what you're gonna get when you show up in the club, so yeah, it's that alleviating that problem. No mic, you know, mics just walking in someone's living room. Well, you know, the only sound issue was to figure out where it stands, you know where the, you know where the crowd was gonna sit, and what was you know. yeah, yeah we well, were rehearsing in this living room here, where it sounds the best
1: yeah no i I think that's i that seems to be like um both in comedy and and um there are, you guys are doing this in music, but in comedy that's also I know a lot of people who have. Really small shows in really small spaces, whether they're theater spaces or, or um, literally, a block from my house is a monthly show in someone's garage. You know, and it's. Uh, I think there's just a lot of opportunity for that kind of thing. Just pull it down to a low level for the folks that really appreciate it, and not, you know, um, a, a, a friend of mine's boyfriend is a was in the music industry for a long time, and it's. I hear his stories of he manages a band now and I hear his stories of them going around and trying to you know get gigs and get paid for gigs and getting shorted by the clubs and <laughs> it's just like why would that, uh, uh no <laughs> it's worse than comedy comedy's pretty bad
0: <laughs> why has that not totally fallen apart yet or is it on the way out it seems like it is it seems like it's really antiquated. people are moving on you know I don't think
3: that's where the future is
0: yeah so the, it's kind of like the the death rattle,
3: maybe. It seems like the entire music industry is, isn't it? Everything's shifting and changing right now. Right. As we move to like new energy sources and new ways of bringing music to people and new ways of getting records. Mm-hmm. Are records even albums, full-length albums? Do people even listen to those anymore? Right. Are people going to stores and buying books and compacted? Right. Not really. They're not. And it's the people that are holding on to that, just like the oil companies are. <laughs> we gotta do everything we can to save this, and all the people that are getting their music heard on the internet are like, "Why? Why would you save that? Just bring the music to people."
0: Mm-hmm. And that's a good segue into talking about the Union Made. Um, you have, I, I guess you call them working copies of, you know, like the songs as you're working on them that you post uh, almost daily. How did that all come about? Who? Had the idea of hey, let's
3: just a dare from John Flansburgh and the Giants dare to do a song a day since they have
0: Dial a Song.
1: Yeah, Dial a Song's been around for I think forever at this point. Mm-hmm. That was I, I'm trying to remember the first time I heard Dial a Song. Did you ever call in? Oh pff, yeah, <laughs> free when you call from work. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never worked anywhere close to uh, <laughs> to New York City. Right, right. There's I'm, I'm sure every one of my employers for the past. With the exception of the employer I work for now, um have have a uh, dial song on their phone bill at some point. Yeah.
0: But you yeah, you actually brought that concept to the, the internet mm-hmm. um in about two
2: thousand three. Yeah. Just decided to start giving songs away for free. Yeah. Um a lot of that stuff is still up there and um it's kind of embarrassing. Because, you know, like it's just pieces of songs but um or songs that Never should have seen the light of day, but, you know. Um, yeah, Flans gets to erase the tape. Yeah, right? Tape I know, over. right. They call it,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they put, they put stuff up on their site, though, now. Yeah, places.
2: but they, they choose what they... Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. It's, well, you, not, it's, not, it's not every day. It's not every day. They get, yeah. You're compelled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Someone wakes you up in the morning, and it's like, play, play. Right, right. <laughs> what, well, no, I don't want <laughs>
0: to... <laughs> um, is it a would you say it's more or equal parts wanting to keep motivated to keep putting stuff up and keep generating new material or is it a just a response to, you know, make sure that the music's out there is it more about the input or the output i guess it's
2: it's, it's a, a mix of both i think yeah a, a balance of that, both of that. yeah I, I you know i wanted to challenge myself to do it to do it i saw i saw, we were touring with My be giants and recording with them, and and I was seeing these, you know, these brilliant writers, and I'm just like, I want to, want to do that. So maybe I should give myself this exercise, you know. And first, it was, it was kind of, uh, it kind of became. First, it was just, this, you know, challenge, and then it became this kind of obsession. And now, I'm realizing it's just, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to keep up with, you know. It's really hard to keep it up, but I, we, I still put up a new song whenever I can. Yeah, you know, yeah, I. Was- Try and put up a whole song now. Try to,
0: you know. I was actually looking About today. Not song yes. yeah.
2: Song fragments.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, there's, there's, yeah, quite the archive here. I'm looking at it now, which is very exciting for the podcast audience. So instead of having them listen to me look at the website, uh... no, you should hear me read the paper. <laughs> uh, do you guys want to treat us to a song? Yeah,
4: we do.
3: Let's do a. Uh truth and evidence. Ad-
4: This is on Sell what he said. These days we're overwhelmed by so much information. What it is, it's supposed to be overanalyzing. You know, it's getting it hard to tell. Janie, I'm not saying
2: the people of this party aren't hip up for me, nor never had much sense.
0: And that was living
1: room appropriate. This sounds really good. I mean, I, I was not that I was just skeptical about it. <laughs> 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 yeah. Headphones
3: on? That? <laughs> you wear headphones? Yeah. I never
0: you heard. heard of this yeah. <laughs> yeah. it sounded great.
1: No, I, I last time I heard you guys play live was it the was it the Greek. That's right. Oh, that's right. So oh,
3: it's different.
2: different. Was it that long ago? Uh,
3: Six, seven. Probably. Six, seven. Wow. Wow. <laughs>
1: Alright, I'm all freaked out by how long. Uh, Should, how long we been... Should we play yeah, some yeah, more songs? Yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. No, you're standing up. Let's play some songs.
2: No. <laughs> you're going to edit anytime.
1: Yeah, we'll just. It's a nice room tone for the listeners.
4: Oh, no, this is live. Oh, great. <laughs> That
1: would be kind of wild. We should do a live show. Okay. No, I mean like live. Because people have been doing that Yahweh uh, or whatever it is.
0: Yahweh? Yahweh y- Christmas song? I okay. thought you kind of like the god of... Not Yahweh. Okay. No. That's something different. You jackass. <laughs> Where are you guys from?
4: Where are you from?
0: I'm from L.A. Yeah, I've so. been here for four <clears throat> years now. Four years like next week.
1: From Phoenix, yeah. No, born and raised, but lived around the country. Live? Burbank. Eastside Burbank. Burbank, yeah. yeah. Can you sit down a oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the Eastside. Yeah, me too.
0: Eastsider.com. <laughs> I love it. You ever go to that website? Yeah, that is the, the, the blog. Yeah. Eastside.com? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my wife, uh, her... He took pictures of chickens that were out and about in our neighborhood, and we sent it into that website. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
2: yeah. I'm uh, I'm about to make it my homepage. Yeah, yeah. I think so.
1: It's a big commitment, man.
2: Skip it off the New York Times.
1: Uh, a local. It's a big commitment.
2: Insider.com.
1: When it comes to time, you'll know. You'll know what it's. He was
0: based. recently involved in the um the Dream Act, right? The uh, plug-in for that, right? Am I oh, thinking really? the right the right plug? Really? Um. I- you know, they wrote about it. I yeah. About it. I feel like, and I will edit this all out if I'm totally wrong, but oh. I feel, I feel oh, like... this is going to be on a <laughs> podcast. I feel like We're the, just talking. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the, uh, the editor of the East Sider uh, LA blog was actually also an advocate for the Dream Act, oh. which I don't I don't even know if it ended up passing or if it's one of those things that's stuck between the houses right now. The Dream Act is... Uh, uh, for the
1: listeners who don't know.
0: Right. It's a way for undocumented right. people to get documented if they're going to college or...
1: Coming here to steal our jobs.
0: <laughs> or stealing <in> the army. <laughs> the... No. I... Right, 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 right.
1: Right. That was for you, Brody, because you're from Arizona and hate all immigrants. <laughs>
0: oh, why do you think I left Arizona to get away from that kind of thinking?
3: Why don't you play a song, guys, <laughs> and get us out of this? Oh, no, this is just going to dive <laughs> Much further into that.
2: This is a Christmas song. Thank you. <laughs> well it's <laughs> Christmas <All right>. no <laughs> the rigueur, I think
1: is uh, the phrase
2: no need for explanation.
1: All right. you can find us on the internet at shakytownradio.com you can twitter us at shakytownradio you can like us on Facebook at our Facebook page facebook.com slash shakytownradio send us an email at shakytownradio at gmail.com or call us on the Shaky Town Radio hotline at 626-66-Shake that's 667-4253 that's the same number
0: are you rolling? Yeah, we're good. Are you rolling
1: are you yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. We can cut out stuff with you. Yeah, make something <laughs> <coughs> I don't think we, we haven't done a lot of editing.
0: Uh, no. Nothing big, just like... Your wife
1: required the most editing, I think.
0: <laughs> Yes. Yes, she did.
1: Flaps her gums, that one.
3: Sweet <laughs> that in. It's a lot of tension right now,, it? too. Yeah.
1: It happens. You know, it, I, I think it's because usually we have more mic malfunctions and I get my aggression on, on Brody that way. So I think this is coming to the
0: surface because there's no, I can't like Oh, I this. thought we were talking about sexual tension between Gene and I.
1: <laughs> That's why people watch. We're like oh, I'm mean, we're, we're like moonlighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's my 80s reference. Mm. Thank you. That would make me Curtis Armstrong. <laughs> I was thinking you more as, uh, as uh, Elise Beasley.
3: Can we talk about You want to go head to head with this guy? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Um,
2: you guys want to have a nerd off? What? Is that <laughs> <much>? sexual?
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, what does inspired by true events mean when you see that before movie? Inspired by true events? Right. I think it usually means it's it's fake, but they've used a grain of. But what isn't inspired by true events? Like everything is inspired by true events. Fantasy is Star Wars. Is. Everything is inspired by true <clears> events. Even <throat> lies are inspired. Like what isn't? Isn't it a given? Do we need to say that?
1: Uh, I think maybe there's. I think maybe that it gives you the expectation of what you're going to get is not necessarily the facts. It's, it's better than saying we made this all up. Inspired by true events, because that to me sounds like the the crap that they pull on Law and Order. Where it's like, you know, they can't say Bernie Madoff, so they, you know, say, it's Arnie Yankoff, and, you know, he, he's
0: raping schoolgirls, you know, or whatever. See, I just think...
3: <laughs> I Somewhere uh, Arnie Yankoff just did a spit tape. Yeah, so, sorry. Sorry. I, mean. I,
0: <laughs> I think of, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which was inspired by the true events of, of Ed Gein, but... Wasn't actually accurate to what Ed Gein did At to all. his victims. So
3: is it? So do we need to say it? Isn't it just right. assumed
0: that anything right. is
3: inspired by true events? Right, true. Like what couldn't be?
0: It's it's perhaps not always working. Like in your case, as an audience member, you're not buying it. But nope. for some, it would be yeah, like a extra injection of you know eth- ethos, I guess. You know, or you know, like to captivate people. Like, you don't oh, have so. to defend it. You don't have to. Oh no! I'm just g- giving you the what I think they use it for. What would you? What would you say they should say instead? Or just leave it off all together? <laughs> it's a given. It's a movie. <laughs> well, except
1: for the except for any disclaimer that they have to have for legal reasons, like this photoplay is fictitious and any people blah 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 blah. No animals were harmed. Unless of course it's an animal snuff film. Right. <laughs> <laughs> would that be awesome if they you know, that that would be awesome if no, they had an no. animal snuff film? But if at the end they said animals were harmed. Making they like went to the ASPCA to get the, the disapproval.
2: Right, right. Just, the due diligence was done. Is all I'm saying. Right. (laughs) Important to me. Exactly, exactly.
1: Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the last thing I saw that had literally had inspired by the fighter. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Was that inspired by truth? What? What? I don't even know how close that heals to the actual story.
3: There were boxers from Philly at some point. <laughs> inspired it? by true events.
1: <laughs> some there, it's like Rocky, so maybe it was inspired by Rocky. Yeah, there was an <laughs> Italian fighter
3: at some point, I can recall. Vito Fermo, the middleweight champion. And that's it. Yeah.
0: The last thing I remember was that Lifetime movie about the pregnancy pact.
3: How much time you spent watching Lifetime?
0: I watched that one movie, because I had Dora Birch. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty um, awesome. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I you know I really before before she married Jesse James, I really liked Sandra Bullock, but I can honestly say I've seen two of her movies, dude.
0: Uh, oh, okay, yeah, true. I'm just saying. <laughs> you, I, you okay? Fair enough. Fair enough. Love potion
3: number nine,
0: absolutely, and speed, speed,
1: and demolition man. Okay. Wait. Oh, sorry, Miss Congeniality. I was forced to watch that. No. <laughs> But it had her in a dirndl, so... Murder
0: by that. Numbers is, like, Megan's favorite movie. Really? But I think that's mainly because of Michael Pitt. I don't know.
1: Doesn't he play a creepy murderer in that?
0: Yes. As well on Boardwalk Empire, so... Uh, he's a less
3: creepy murderer on Bur- Boardwalk Empire. True. True. I follow his sunken eyes anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched the Boardwalk Empire?
1: You it? It's really good. Aside from the presence of the Steve Buscemi in a, in a role that where he is awesome but I can't divorce myself from the fact that he's supposed to be a strapping like six foot two dude and he's
0: Steve Buscemi also inspired by true events right
1: there you go and
3: totally fake
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love
3: him in uh, New York stories when he plays the performance artist in the uh, what was it in Scorsese's piece well, no it was Coppola's piece the one about the painter he plays that performance artist. I have not seen it. Okay. you seen New York Stories, those three short films they put together. Okay, Woody yeah. Allen, Scorsese, and Coppola.
0: Cool. I, I like them in Living in Oblivion. Yeah. yeah that whole movie's really good. Yeah. Kevin um, Corrigan.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are you familiar with Kevin Corrigan?
3: I'm familiar with Kevin Corrigan. I'm not familiar with Living in Oblivion. I want Kevin Corrigan to play Mitch Hedberg
0: in a movie. That would be perfect. Wouldn't it? That really would be perfect. Let's do that. Right? We're gonna. I'll make that deal.
1: Good.
0: Bertie's a power player.
1: He can do this. <laughs> right after you finish moving boxes, I'm, I'm working moving on another. Boxes for your I'm, 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 I'm
0: working on a Thor Birch Michael Pitt vehicle so that my wife and I both have something to watch. <laughs> Together. Is that what it's reduced to? Is that what your marriage <laughs> is reduced to? Trying to find. <laughs> trying to find Why Colin do you then? think there was so much editing in her podcast? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I forgot about that. Anyway. Anywho that we but, but we digress yes uh, we do um, tell us how you got involved with uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour okay um, Danny
3: Strong uh, was an actor in it he was a work juice player yeah and he invited us to come see it and I went and saw it and fell in love with it and uh, I met Ben Acker and he uh, invited us to play some songs in Moonshine Holler and sing some of their Bits and we had a really great time and that was really fun and we started playing after the show, inviting all the cast members to sit in and we do you know this weird kind of comics karaoke with a real band.
1: Hey, that's kind of awesome.
3: There's a lot of, a lot of those clips are, are on the internet. You can find them of oh, us I've, playing with uh, It's really fun. And uh, um, then uh, we had the opportunity to make a movie. Amber Benson and I, and we uh, took a script from Akron Blacker and we made it. And we needed some songs for it. And we called up uh, Dan Byrne, who we were all uh, really big fans of, and showed him the movie. and He sent us a song, he sent us another song, another song, he sent us 20 songs, <laughs> 30 songs, 40 songs. And we picked all the ones we could and we uh, recorded them together with John Griffin. Uh, Luna Zen Studios and that went really well we had a lot of fun playing together so we just kind of haven't stopped making music since we made a record called Live in Los Angeles uh, at the M-Bar where the Thrilling Adventure Hour started and then we made Live in New York on a East Coast run that we did and uh, then we we're in the process of finishing a studio record a collection of dance songs
1: pretty cool yeah yeah We it's, it's funny you should bring up M-Bar we we just uh, talked at length about M-Bar uh with Amber Tozer, who will have been last week right. on the podcast. Um, now, it's kind of a weird nexus for just a ton of really cool stuff. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, you know, Pumpkin Show started there and mm-hmm. Thrilling Adventure started there, and Amber Tozer was running Supper's Ready with Jeff Singer there. I mean, there's a, a bunch of really interesting comedy and music stuff that's come out of there. I think when they write a history book, and they will, like, you. Know, Wow. God, did I just get totally pretentious there for <laughs> um
3: uh When they do... History is so pretentious. <laughs> it can be. And it's so like yesterday. Uh, um, yeah, it, it,
1: it, I think between like UCB Theater and, and M-Bar, it's a huge chunk of what's going on in, in comedy. And M-Bar
3: and Largo. Yeah. But M-Bar used to be a strip club, so it has that.
0: Yeah, I I'd like to hear you guys weigh in on the the issue of the red curtains of the. M-bar. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. I'm a fan. Amber Tozer, our previous guest, was not, or at least she didn't find it conducive to comedy. I find it very conducive. I've I've played the M Bar once, uh, musically, and found it perfect for what I do.
3: I wish they'd just pull it and reveal the strip club
0: mirror that's right. still there <laughs> behind them. Oh record.
3: really? They
1: still the mirror? Oh yeah. I didn't know how long ago was it a strip club.
3: I don't know, back when Eric and I used to be there every night. <laughs> every other night. We just went for the food. Right.
2: <laughs> good great, great wings. Really good wings.
1: Yeah, Strip Club Buffet is one of those, uh one of those things free lunch at a strip club is one of those things that I have personally experienced and it was quite possibly the most horrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh it was the strip club down by Staples Center, um it was I think a spirit and rhino and they advertised free lunch, so a bunch of us we're going to go have free lunch at the strip club. And it was like, literally like a, like a Ralph's deli sandwich and like a cup of coleslaw. <laughs> and it was obvious that they just lay it out there for four hours and then they throw it away. <laughs> yeah. Because nobody, when you really get down to it, who really wants to eat a wedge of Ralph's deli sandwich at a Spearmint Rhino in downtown LA?
0: I can, I can do you one better. Than a strip club Ooh, <laughs> lunch please. buffet. Uh, in Phoenix, there was, maybe is, definitely was a place that was a deli slash laundromat slash adult bookstore <laughs> and maybe slash peep booth thing where you like go watch the videos. I only knew this from the sign. I never dared venture inside. Sure. Sure, buddy. For the purposes of the story, I'll believe you. No, swear to God. Okay. I just, yeah. We were
3: 18. I was living off of Times Square, and we went to uh, Peep World, <laughs> which is next to Fried World. Don't get him confused. And, um, it's the only time I've been in one of those little peep rooms. And you go in, and they close the curtain, and you put a quarter in, and the thing slides open, and there's this, you know, it's definitely a human being of some kind. <laughs> Reading a book with her legs closed, and the thing went up. She looked up. She goes, "You can hear through the glass." She goes, "You tip." And we were like, "Nope." And she went back to her book. <laughs> and the thing went down. Awesome. <laughs> I've never been back. I've
1: never, I've never, I, I, am I'm, I'm familiar with a lot of different kinds of vice, and I've never been to one of those. It's, I, I I'm surprised that they actually exist. I mean, outside of like a Madonna video and. I mean, so it was a real thing. So, oh yeah, yeah.
0: So, oh, totally yeah. real thing. Mm-hmm. I, I saw a documentary, or I've seen parts of a documentary about a, a unionized one in San Francisco. Like they have a, no, a union. Yeah.
1: No, I'm I'm, I'm processing that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of whether that would make things better or worse. Better, by all accounts. For, certainly for the ladies.
0: Right, right. Which yeah. is, yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: They're not part of the equation here. Oh, okay. I'm They are. I think it would be better. I, we, we were talking about a stripper co-op one, at one point. So, same, same kind of thing.
0: I don't know. Co-op to me is food-based, and again, we're mixing things we shouldn't be mixing. We'll
1: just, you know, be, take part in the profit. Chain. Fair enough. Anyway.
0: On those terms of being political and doing what's right, I want to ask um, about your band's specific... Grudge against Clear Channel?
3: Um, You know, we were playing. They just had a monopoly on everything we were doing. We couldn't do business without them, and that's part of what that living room tour was. It was just an opportunity for people to see us when we were on the road Mm -hmm. with the Giants in smaller, cheaper venues. Where you know, it it was the impetus to start playing in people's houses, and um, you know, we made this little documentary film about it, and video, and a record called Clear Channel, and it didn't work. They're still around. <laughs> they well, did you? I They're mean, not, yeah. did you
1: expect to totally David and Goliath them, and they would come crashing down? We we're just trying to raise awareness yeah. in a very
3: tongue-in-cheek kind of way. I mean, yeah. we're aware that you're
2: you
1: know, flipping them the bird, basically.
3: yeah, yeah. Which so thousand percent successful flipping them the bird.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that part,
3: the the neener neener part was effective. But the same way you guys are, you know, doing a podcast on your own terms, yeah, and you're not sitting around waiting for anybody to put it out there for you or to give you permission or to monitor your content, decide what you kind can't say or what guests you can have or what, how long it's going to be that's all it is it was just you know an early kind of protest to kind of say we can do whatever we want we don't have to do these certain channels like you talked about earlier why is it that people still think they need to get off the bus come to town and go pay for play uh, the Whiskey Go go on Sunset because there's just a certain way we're told things have to be be an actor you have to get an agent and then you have to go out on auditions you can't just make your own thing right, right. Well, all of that's changing and yeah. all that's different now that's what this is all a part of. It's the same thing. Yeah.
1: Well, that's the one of the big kind of, you know, thrusts of this podcast is you can do it yourself. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's... it's Even
0: in even in Los Angeles. Especially in Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah, maybe especially in Los Angeles. Yeah, I,
1: no, I think that I would say especially. Because, you know, you make your own opportunities. And if, if you're doing something you love, it doesn't matter whether you're doing it in someone's living room or you're doing it in front of 30,000 people. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it doesn't really... Yeah. Leave... Uh, Leave leave the giant stadium tours to douchebags. Right,
2: right. You
1: know, but this is you know just as fun
3: as anything I've ever done. You know, it's
1: it's and it's better than a lot of things I've done. Yeah. So
3: anything that's being streamlined, anytime you're saying what you want into a microphone and people are hearing it unfiltered, yeah. someone's going to respond to it. Yeah. yeah, has to go through all these you know supposedly clear channels to get to you and get <laughs> filtered. There is the irony.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, no, I mean, I I just think the the. the, the this has come up in a couple of different careers that I've had and, and things that I've done there, there seems to be until, until there's like a, a, an awareness at a very low level that, that, that this sort of stuff is an option and a, and a viable option. And as viable as any of the real ways to do things, I think there's always going to be people pushing. There's always gonna be people coming off the bus and thinking that they have to pay, you know, to play and, or do bringer shows and comedy or, whatever. I mean, it's, it's, I think that's going to be, it's going to be a while before the general mass of the general public
3: understands it. This is just our way of trying to raise awareness to say you can do it yeah, yeah, you yeah. want, however oh. you want to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, I, I just think about, because when I, when I it was, um, when I was working, um, in archeology, span there was always undergrads who would work for five bucks less and, you know, five bucks less a day per diem. And, you know, and they were younger than you as the years wore on. So it's like, you know, you always had somebody who was dumb enough to work without getting overtime. And, you know, it's like, and for cheaper. And I think that's kind of the same dynamic of. I've
0: seen in television working behind yeah. the scenes. Too. No, it's, it, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. gradually Andrew realizing that it music, doesn't yeah. matter.
1: I mean, hopefully because of the other pressures, like, you know, stuff going digital where you can, stream stuff directly to the people who want to hear it um, I think there's no need for that middleman so they're going to collapse from within
0: and without right no, but yeah I was surprised because you could say that it I mean yes Clear Channels is around do you think they still have the same power no. though I no f- I feel like there's more there are other evil <laughs> companies <laughs> All right, we have another guest on the, the show right now
1: Yeah, we ready? You can just...
0: Oh yeah, we're on, I'm
1: fine. <laughs> so, uh, Dan Burr, and uh, what are you guys going to play?
4: Uh, well, this is a, it's a kind of an L.A.-based show, right? Sure. So, uh, this is a song that, uh, even though it's the off-season, uh, might, uh, especially after the the... You know, there's a a lot of pain in these parts when the the giants won. So it's a little soothing, ditty.
1: I never thought the, the name of Vin Scully would uh, send chills up my spine. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I like playing so much better than talking.
1: Sure. I only talk because I can't play. <laughs>
4: So they kind of laughed at me because it's so beat up. back to-
2: To, we're gonna have to cut that song. I, I
1: told you before the show. I don't want to talk about the uh, fights we had in the alley. Uh... Come on, just
3: saying. Come on, full disclosure. Thanks, man. That's yeah. what we're doing here.
0: Thank
3: <laughs> Right, that's what it's
1: about. Yeah, it is. It is. It's. I uh, will be honest.
0: You didn't tell me what you wanted me to say. What? I'm Megan and you're listening to the Shaky Town Radio Hour.
4: Parties won't get in your pants unless they know somebody they'll never get a chance. You're supposed to be so impressed with how in command you can cry, with how. How you played a corpse on the CSI Little Hollywood girl I'm your biggest fan If you'd stop looking at yourself Just want a good guy. That's sweet.
1: that inspired by true events
4: <laughs> what do you think I'm I'm about
1: 150% sure that that's inspired by I'm pretty sure that story is happening right now as, wait a minute wait a minute it's so a Wednesday it might be but 40% chance it's happening right now <laughs>
3: The I'm positive. positive she's not listening. Nope. <laughs>
0: nope. <laughs> she don't know what's good for her. True. So you have some uh, East Coast shows in February.
3: That's correct. We're going to be on the road with uh, Mr. Dan Byrne. and we're going to be playing uh, a bunch of shows with him uh,
0: promoting the new record. Very cool.
3: Uh,
0: for our audience. Uh, is February 24th? The one in Portland? Is that the first one? or
3: No, uh, February 20th in Philly. Okay. And then February 21st at the Highland Ballroom in New York City. Our hometown. Which we're very very excited about.
0: Ah, uh, here we go, I guess. And then uh, February 22nd in Cambridge. At Club Passam. And then again the next night?
1: Cambridge, mm-hmm.
0: ma? Next one. Uh, then, Por- then Portland on the 24th. At one Longfellow Square. And... Northampton on the 26th, TNEC, New Jersey 27th. Ah, then you'll be back here uh, for on the West Coast here. I mean, uh, Berkeley on the 31st of March, Santa Cruz on April 1st, and Ventura April 2nd. You
1: seem quirky. You're like a college band, right? <laughs> oh, the Santa Cruz thing just made me
3: think
0: There'll be there'll be more dates too coming up. Yeah. Keep checking. And so we can find you at uh, commonrotation.com dot com mm-hmm. and it's the dot com. We wanna make that clear. Not union made, but the union What what do you get
1: com. when you type in union made?
0: Not not good music. Pornography. Mm-hmm. Also I'm no, that's what I'm wondering because I mean it might If you want good music, you need to go to the, the union made. M A I D. Not M A D E. She comes up oh, after you. The yeah. We should make that clear as well.
1: The so what? So what if you want to hire a domestic who's part of a labor union?
0: I I don't know that site.
1: Maybe it's a union made with no the. Google
0: it. Look yeah. on your
1: phone. You have a computer, dude.
0: <laughs> I'm busy recording. So anything music. else
1: going on, guys? You want to talk about uh, plug or?
3: We just want to sing.
1: I know. <laughs> I'm trying. Daddy, I want to dance. I'm trying to prevent you. <laughs> it's see now now the
0: delicious. <laughs> You can find out more about the band at CommonRotation.com or check out unionmade.com where they post their work songs. Anything else, Gene George? DanBurn.com?
1: D-A-N-B-E-R-N.com? This has uh, been the Shaky Town Radio Hour with our special guests in, uh, in their uh, living room studio. Common Rotation is Adam Bush, Jordan Katz, and Eric Cuffs. I'm Gene George.
0: I'm Brody Foster Hubbard.
1: Common Rotation.
3: This is an old uh Long Island protest song.
4: We're not going to take you No, we ain't going to take you We're not going to take you Oh, you're so condescending Your call is never ending We don't want nothing nothing from you Your life is tragic, jaded Boring and confiscated that's your best, your best won't do.